All right, we got a good card here, Tim. Yeah, we're back. We're back again. Did uh, did really well uh, last week. Um, hammering that uh, Bueno Silva. So oh, yeah. I, I, did, I did really, really well. Um, it's been a good week so far. Sunday, last Sunday, uh, we hit the, the main dog. Uh, Connor won a match in uh, the <laughs> top finally. So we'll see if we can keep the, the streak going here with some some good value bets, uh, in my opinion. With some some crazy gorilla smashing too, and then Connor ran around. Man, that was oh. that was sick. He, I don't, I can't believe yeah. he just wow. Like he's gonna have to bring if he makes it to the UFC, he's gonna have to bring that in. That could be a thing. Oh, for for sure. But I think it was more of in the moment. That wasn't even needed. That that he put that guy out cold. Yeah, that was a clean right hand. It was fucking absolute piston. Uh. All right, let's uh, let's dig into it. Unless uh, any any new news you want to to bring up, um, I'm kind of the only pissed. thing the only thing I could think of that's that's worthwhile, and I don't know if anything's changed yet, is uh, the Paulo Costa rumors about him and Hazma in uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I don't that, and I'm seeing the rumors of. Uh, Makhachev Edwards, That'd which be a fun I hope fight. is not. Good. That would be a now, fun fight. I, I think he needs to fight somebody in his own division for once. Yeah, I do. I do think he needs to probably take. I would like to see him versus Sarukian too. Honestly, even though Sarukian just came off beating a can, I mean Sarukian's an absolute fucking beast. So I'd like to see that yeah. fight again. Yeah, but I would also like to see Edwards fight Covington. So. I want to see um, Edwards fight Covington and then Covington versus Bilal Muhammad. The, the battle of the pillow punchers with, with decent wrestling and just crazy cardio. That would be insane. Hey, Bilal did starch Sean Brady, which uh, blew my mind. Yeah, man. So he can, he can get it done. He can get it done. You don't want to. Sean Brady would have put it on Jack Della last week. Like, we oh, would have had the value of the fucking almost, year. We almost hit that. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect, but um, that one didn't hit. And the only one that was a real, real big bust for me um, was Chelsea Chandler. Um, once I saw her run run for the hills <laughs> in the middle of the fight, I said, oh, man. Dude, she tucked tail, and she didn't even just run. Like, she ran and, like, forgot that the cage was there and then, like, face-planted yeah. into the cage. It, but you know what? It was a smart thing to do. She she had to give herself time to to recover, and she had to get away. So it's either that, or or you get your lights put out. So yeah, pretty much. I and she ended up finishing the fight. So yeah, that is true. She's tough. She's got that. She she inherited that Diaz chin from training with him. But I was oh, pissed yeah. off about Tyson Nam, and then I bet because um, I only had two bets last week. Because um, disclaimer, I put almost my entire DraftKings on Alex Prayer at plus 130. But we'll talk about that one later. Um, <laughs> I I had Tyson Nam, um, which I thought he was just going to be able to eke out a decision, and it was close. People thought he won because he, he landed more strikes. I thought it was, you know, either way, 29, 28, it was fine. Um, and then I had the Iron Turtle by KO, 
and he like doinks that guy like three times and then just decides he's gonna he wanted he was fishing for submission he wanted the club and sub and so submission hit and and the ko did not hit but it was like razor thin and both those i think nam was like plus 320 and iron turtle by ko was like plus 500 so i mean i'd bet both of them again i'd bet both of them if they came around again so i can't be too mad about it not a lot of dogs on this card that are that are crazy good in my opinion there's a few really good ones and i think i think me and you will probably talk about those but some of these fights it's just like like i don't even really want to have an opinion like i just want to watch them and, and let them yeah let them play out uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a lot of the uh, if they're pickums, um, I might try and string some together. Like I did the uh, the Argentina bet, I might do the same thing here with uh, Spain. Yeah, just it makes it a, a little a little fun, a little more interesting. Um, but yeah, this the the main event is is gonna be where it's at. Um, there's a couple fights underneath it. I want to see uh, Paul Craig. That'll be great. See how see how he does. Um, Molly McCann. I could really really care less about um, um, that fight. I think it's gonna be a get right fight for her, um, especially with the the publicity that she's got going with with Barstool and she the needs UFC. to get right. Yeah, and and that's what that fight's gonna be. The good old fashioned. Uh, get right fight. Yeah, my favorite two fights are gonna be the Larone Murphy and Kulabau fight, just because, I mean, both these guys are fringe top fifteen. Whoever wins this is getting a top, maybe even a top ten guy. Who knows? Top fifteen at least guy. Um, and they're both bangers. Like they both, they both have have a lot of skills, and they're both pretty sharp. And then I really like this um, Diakise. I don't, I'm gonna call him Mark from now on because that last name for some reason doesn't work in my head. Mark in uh, Alvarez, because Alvarez, we saw him go to town on Tiago Moises, who's not a scrub, and uh, yep. Mark is coming off some wins, so we'll talk about him later, but those are my two favorite fights. I like them both a lot. Yeah, and Alvarez is in my uh, Spain parlay there, yeah. my friend. <laughs> the old Spain parlay. We're going, is there any others where there's multiple people? We got. I mean, obviously you've got the the England parlay if you wanted it. Tom yeah, the, I, I, might do, I might do. Um, the only one, um, and I don't know where they they have him from, but Davy Grant isn't Davy Grant English? Yeah, no, he is. It's just I don't. It's uh, it's right here. They don't they don't give him a flag. He's UK, uh, and these are England. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Pretty similar, pretty close to each other. I don't even know the whole uh, the whole difference of them, but anyways, yeah, um, we're well the Americans, you know, we expect from us. Yeah, come on. Our IQs are a little <laughs> bit skewed, you know. Um, <laughs> Jafal Filho, who just came off of a loss to Mohamed Makayev, which um, is nothing to be ashamed of. Makayev's a dog, no. so nothing to be ashamed of. Versus Daniel Barez who is, you know, it's his, his UFC debut. He's coming off of four wins in a row um, in a league that I have never heard of. So he's from Spain. Filho's from Brazil. Uh, this guy's almost 35 years old, Berez, the Spain guy. What are you, what are you thinking here? 
Um, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Perez just just for I think his his last couple of fights have have been finishes. Um, granted, uh, on on the other hand, uh, his opponent uh, how do you say feel 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 he, he um you know when you that loss he just took like you said is nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but I, I, I just gotta go with the guy making the making the debut. They are, you know, somewhat close to home. Obviously, Spain is is not tremendously far away. Um, I think it's gonna be a good a good opener, and we'll see what these guys can do. But I am am definitely gonna go with Perez uh, on that one. Yeah. So. Um... I'm going to go the opposite way only because uh, I remember Filho was a dog in that Makayev fight. And when you're fighting Makayev, I mean, that's a tough ask because dude is, is hungry, young, and he's got skills. And Filho basically ripped his kneecap off. Um, and I have never even watched this Barez guy fight because I didn't even I didn't even go back and, you know, go to YouTube or go to any of the, the old fight archives and look for anything. Um, I'm just seeing almost 35 years old. Uh, UFC debut, so I'll go with the other guy, but uh, I'm not interested in having any money on this fight. Yeah, I'm not gonna put any money on it, but let me ask you a question: what uh, what were the last for uh, last three finishes for your guy? For Fielho, let me look. Yeah. Uh, so he won by knockout, um, and then submission, knockout, submission. Where's last four? Okay, this should so. So technically, he's only had one decision. Want, yeah. So I think if you don't want to to take uh, either one of these guys, um, I would I would go with the under under two and a half. And that's not bad um, odds. It's only minus one twenty five. Yeah, because and you could parlay it with something else because Perez has uh, his last uh, three wins. Are um, TKO, yeah. sub TKO, TKO, and then uh, he went to it. He lost a decision on the contender series in 2021. So these guys are finishers. So I would go for the under under two and a half and parlay that with with something else. I like that. Um, you know that's that, and it should be a good fight. They're putting that fight first. Because um, they're expecting a finish. I like that. I can I can deal with that one. Minus one twenty five is good odds there too. We've got Bruno Brazil, who is coming off a loss to Denise Gomez, uh, and before that her contender series win. And then we have Shauna Bannon. Um, this she went around on on Twitter a while ago as kind of a, a Ireland prospect because people really like Ireland prospects after. Um, you know who, but she's coming off yeah. of five wins. She's five and zero. Oh, she's twenty nine years old, and Bruno Brazil is eight and three and one, and she is twenty nine years old as well. I can start off here. I'm gonna take uh, Bannon. Watched a couple fights, and I think she's pretty legit. Honestly, you know, not obviously not uh, a polished fighter yet. She's only five fights in, so I think she's gonna take a little bit. This is a big jump, though. I'm a little nervous. Um, She's plus 135 right now on DraftKings. 
I'm a little nervous about it, but I do like her better, and I think she just has the the overall um, higher upside in the UFC, and so I'll, I'd honestly feel pretty comfortable about betting her plus 135. Yeah, see, I would go, I would take Bruna uh, Brazil. Just for the simple fact, I think she's got more ways to win. Um, she has the submissions. She has the knockouts. Um, she has the experience. Um, I know this is kind of a, a step um, in a different direction than than my last pick. Because uh, that guy's making his UFC debut. I'm, I'm picking him. But Bannon has five fights. Her first two were finishes. Right, and the last three were decisions. Um, I I think it's I think it's going to be a a big gap um, in skills here. So I'm going to go with uh, Bruna on this one. I I think it's going to be a dog fight. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it looks like Bannon's going to get uh, a quick finish possibly in the first round. But then I think she's just going to get grinded out. And I, I like uh, Bruna by, by decision here. And she just lost to, to Gomes, who's really no no slouch. So other than that, I mean, she's, she's getting finishes. She's got KOs. Like I said, she's got subs. So... I got to go with Bruna. I got to go with the experience on this one. Five fights is not a lot in in the big leagues. Yeah, I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, this isn't one of my like my favorite dog picks or one of my good dog picks. This is just, I don't know. I, I'm not really confident uh, in Brazil's ability to really get after it. So we'll see. This will be kind of one of those fights where probably I don't have a bet and then I'll either like Bannon a lot afterwards or I'll be like, all right, never fucking betting her again. It's probably that sort of a deal. Yeah, and and also, I mean, none of these, none of these yet, we're really laying laying anything on. We're, you know, this is just what what we would do if we were forced to to make some of these picks. Yeah, I'll let you know. You'll for sure know uh, if I'm if I've got some money on something. You'll for sure know. This one is Chris Duncan. He is 10-1 and one, coming off of a win over Omar Morales, split decision. And then his, his second to last was a contender series win. Yeah, now Ash Moose um, coming off of a big, big knockout over Sam Patterson. I believe Sam Patterson was like a heavy favorite there, if I remember right. More than minus 200. Um, and then he's coming off of some PFL action where he beat Dennis Hughes. So, you know, is 28... Chris Duncan is 30, and um, I'll take him the dog again here, not because I really like to bet him. He's plus 120 now, Yanal is. I just think, you know, I saw some power in that guy's hands in that first fight, and I can't I can't go away from that. I went back and watched it again, and the man has some legitimate show-stopping power, and I think Duncan's probably taking a nap here via a fist right to the fucking dome. And... The, the under, two and a half, is minus 175, um, and I think that favors Yanal. Yanal is also, he's like short and stocky, um, and obviously I, I haven't seen him take a lot of punishment before, 
but usually short and stocky guys bode well under under punishment you know they got those thick necks they got uh you know heavy heavy neck muscles that hold their head up when they get punched and shit it's not a science uh it's just maybe it's a little bit of uh, voodoo magic from me here in iowa maybe it's just a little weird thing i got going on but i like Yanal here i think he probably probably clips him and uh takes him out yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. Uh, with Duncan, I'm I'm not really impressed. Um, uh, really, any any of his wins. That fight with uh, Morales was was a split decision. Um, he got a he got a finish on the contender series, but he also got finished on the contender series. Yep. So, I think the Israelis, uh, their fighters are tough as nails so um i'm with you on on you know on this one i think this is going to be another another statement and and we're going to see some some movement here in the uh the lightweights i also see here that um borshev knocked him out which borshev has decent hands um, with that left hook, and I think Yanol can do the same exact thing. So I think I think he's got the same type of power. He doesn't have the slickness and the the technique. At least I haven't seen it from him that Borshev has. But I think he's got the same power. So I think he just needs to touch Duncan one time, maybe maybe a few times, maybe you know soften him up a little bit before. But I like Yanol there. If I if I had a little bit more money, because I got some bets towards the top of this card. If I had less bets on the rest of the card i'd probably he's probably my favorite pick so far at plus 120 i like that a lot actually yeah that's a that's a that's a good bet plus 120 i I think that's fantastic i agree all right catalin vieira versus Panny kianzad uh i'm gonna pass this one off to the the lady fight connoisseur tim after his his big you called the sub out last week that was that was insane that you had the sub on that. I knew she had submission skills. I just didn't think Holly Holm was going to get submitted, and then goes out there with a sick ass submission. So, who you not, got here? Not only that, not only that, we had Duda Dudakova in under two and a half. Granted, yep. the girl's arm fell apart, but <laughs> um, Ketlin Vieira. I think I think I'm going to go with uh, Ketlin here. I, I think this is going to be. Um, something to to get her back on track um, as well. She just re- lost to Raquel Pennington, um, split decision, close fight, and now they're in the talks of what Raquel Pennington possibly fighting Pena for for the strap. Yep. Um, she just came off of a, a win of of Holly Holm uh, last year, uh, beat Misha Tate. Uh, I think I think she's gonna be trying to make a run. She's what thirty one, almost 32. thirty one years old, um, going against the same age. I I like her here, and it wouldn't surprise me. Do I want to say? I don't know if it'll be by sub. I think this one might be by decision. Um, but I. I it's tough, man. It's tough. Some of these, some of these fights. Yeah, give me Catlin Vieira here by decision. I think that's going to be the the ticket. I, I like that. I'm I'm on the same side here. 
Uh, Vieira is minus 150 here. I think that's a little bit of an overcorrection back from her Pennington loss because Pennington is still good. We, we're seeing her win fights. We're seeing her, like you said, in the, the title title contention here. Um, and so I think, I think Vieira's got you know, upside in the UFC still. And I think she honestly should, should probably beat the brakes off of Kanzad. And if she doesn't, um, maybe she's declining at this point because I don't think, I don't think Kanzad is on her level when it comes from a, from a technical perspective. Cause I watched both of their Raquel Pennington fights and, uh, I thought Vieira looked a lot better, uh, just as a fighter overall, because Kanzad's last loss was to, to Pennington two years ago yeah. and then six months ago um Vieira lost her so you know they both have common opponent in their last two fights so it was an easy one to watch and just see how they lined up and I thought Vieira looked much much better yeah I, I, it's it's tough I, I mean I wanna I wanna see some some contenders but we gotta we gotta push to have uh some more finishes from from some of these girls, whether they be be subs. I know knockouts are um, going to be a, a little bit tougher because of of the weight. Um, they don't have as much as much pop and as much power uh, due to the body structure. But I like to see a lot more of the grappling. You know, a lot yeah. more subs like that that ninja choke from uh, Bruno Silva was was amazing and that's in order for them to get people really interested in in these fights unfortunately they're going to need more finishes and it's going to have to come in the form of grappling so uh, expect to see um a, a surge coming up pretty soon I think in the next couple of years of, of phenomenal grapplers I agree and honestly I think grappling as a sport is blowing up too and I think that's going to bode well for for women's oh, yeah. MMA and uh, men's MMA because we got GSP about to grapple. Like, that's going to be pretty sick. Uh, yeah, depending on, on who he grapples with. I, you see Gilbert Burns said he wants to grapple with him? That'd be awesome. Gilbert would probably fuck him uh, up. Gilbert Burns would destroy him. Yeah, Gilbert would fuck him up. But that'd be that's what That's what I'm saying. So if they got to pick somebody. They got to pick somebody pretty good. Honestly, they also like, got to pick somebody It'd be sick to see him versus like Usman or something, like uh, the two 170 goats fighting each other. Yeah, you know, grappling because, I mean, GSP probably beats Usman in pure grappling. Uh, wrestling, different story, but actually wrestling, I don't know. GSP is still pretty fucking baller. But all right, we got uh, Bam Bam Brian Barbarena here uh, coming off of a loss to Gunnar Nelson and Rafael dos Anjos, which. Both of those are losses that you should not feel bad about if you're Bam Bam Barbarina. And then we have Mahmoud Muradov coming off of a loss uh, from Kyle Baralho and then Gerald Mearshart, which again, uh, both of those are not losses that you should feel terrible about. And uh, for me here, it comes down to, um, I think Barbarina is a little bit worn down from his, his career. Uh, I'll take Muradov. I don't like the price tag. Like Muradov is minus 300 right now on DraftKings, minus 325 to be exact. I hate that. I fucking hate that. Um, Bam Bam's always going to be around. It just depends on, you know, good chin day, bad chin day for Bam Bam. Good 
um, you know, mindset day or bad mindset day because if, if he's not there, he's going to get finished and it's probably going to be pretty quick. If he's there, you know, he'll be able to take any punch Muradov can put on him. I just do believe that Muradov is going to be um, pretty much just the superior mixed martial artist here over three rounds or he's going to get him out of there quick. Minus 325, I don't think, I don't think that is... Um, you know, correct. I think it should be like minus 200, minus 250, but I do think Muradov gets this one done. What about you? Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, this is something that I would take. Um, I'd parlay this with the uh, first first fight um, and go um, under, under two and a half. Um, you don't know what you're going to get from Barbarina. He might come out wild. He might might get clipped. Um, Muradov's got what seventeen KOs, um, and he went uh, the distance with uh, Kyle Barallo, who I think is going to be a phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal uh, fighter. So for him to go the distance, um, I, I think, I think I have to go with him. I granted Barbarina lost to he got subbed by Gunner and RDA, but I mean his last win was you're gonna be pissed. <laughs> his last win was against Robbie Lawler, who you know he, he went nuts in the first round, and then Robbie Lawler wasn't the same same person after that. And that was in 2022, so that was a year ago. Um, this dude's been in too many wars. I, I, I have to go with uh, Muradov here. Um, but I would not take him uh, money line. I would take this fight uh, for him to win in under two and a half. I would parlay that together or just the fight itself under two and a half um, and put that with the Barres fight as under two and a half as well. I like that. I think there's also going to be a big size difference here. I know it says that Bam Bam is six foot, but I mean they got to be measuring his mohawk or something. The dude looks about five nine or five ten when he when he steps in there, and I think Muradov is a legitimate six foot too. So I think there's going to be a big size difference. And Muradov has knocked out guys at 185 like Andrew Sanchez, Trevor Smith. Um, he beat Alessio Di Chirico, who's a tough. He's got a big chin. You know, he's got he's got that uh, that that crimson chin that's going to hold. And that's at 185. And I think he's going to be bigger here than Barbarina, who's a 170-pounder. Um, I think he's going to knock him out. So here's here's the, here's the thing, too. Uh, that kid that he just went to distance with, uh, Kyle Barallo, he lost a, a decision to. He, he is very, very polished. Um, he's I was trying to pull awesome. it up here. I was trying to pull it up here to see his – um, finishes, but he's he's good on the feet and he's a phenomenal phenomenal grappler. So he's got that uh, that uh, who's the Jelton Almeida style where he's just like fucking strong as a BJJ fighter in the UFC, and he has good. Yeah, you're right. He's he's decent on the feet too. Yeah. So I like I like the kid. The kid's got knockout power, and he can he can sub you. So. To, to go the distance with him, um, I I like it. I like it. And the last fight that went the distance with, with Barallo was um, uh, Petrosian, who I like Petrosian as as well. So Same. 
I like Petrosian as well. All right. We've got uh, the English fighter, Mick Parkin. Um, <laughs> he looks he looks English, that's for sure. Um, and then we got Jamal Pogues, the stormtrooper, who is coming off of a win over Josh Parisian three months ago. Yeah. Before that, he beat Paulo Renato Jr. on the Contender Series, which that fight was, uh, if you guys haven't watched that, a banger. The guy, the guy he fought was like smaller than him, and he came to absolutely bang. Paulo Renato did, and it was a good fight. But Pogues was just too fucking big. Like this guy's a, a heavyweight, and the guy who's fighting looked like he f- could have made one eighty-five. And Pickin yeah. here, um, Parkin. Sorry, he just got a submission on the the Dana White Contender Series. And before that, he is, uh, it looks like, lots and lots of, of KOs. Let's make sure he's fully, he's full finishes. Yeah, he's he's six of six on finishes. And Pogues, on the other hand, let's see what he's got going on. He has five decisions and five finishes. And I'm just going to, I'm going to make this one quick and easy. Um, I did not like that Pogues uh, did not look that great against Josh Parisian. And then he was... You know, in a slugfest with it looked like a 185 pounder. Did not like yeah. that. So I'm taking Parkin here. Parkin right now is plus 135. He'd be a great one to add to that. One of those England parlays. I'm not going to bet him straight up because I've never seen the guy fight UFC caliber opponent. So I'll wait. But I think he might honestly be able to uh, to do a little bit of grappling here and get a little bit of get a little bit of weight on Pogues. And then who knows on the feet? I don't think Pogues is that great. Like, the dude is fine. He's average at best, but uh, I'm taking Park in here, and I'm going to be cheering for him. Honestly, I don't. I didn't like Pogues on the Contender Series, like, personality-wise, and then just also um, how he fought. I just wasn't a fan of it. So I'm going to be cheering for Park in here, and, yeah, I'll probably have him in a parlay by the by, by Saturday. Um, yeah, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna parlay him um, straight up. I'm gonna take him um, with uh, with a knockout. Um, I granted he just got he got the submission. I'm gonna I, I think they're gonna stand up. I think he is gonna knock Pogues out, and I'm gonna take the on uh, I might do under one and a half. That's um, bad. It, depending on what the odds are or the two and a half. I don't think I don't think uh Parkin has been out of the second round and I would have to double check on on Pogues, but uh, England debut undefeated Pogues isn't the uh scariest of of guys uh to fight. Um I think he's gonna get that pop. Um, yeah, Pogues is is a, a a decision fighter. I think Pogues is gonna get Pogues is gonna get slapped. I agree. He hasn't he hasn't knocked anybody out. Oh man, he hasn't knocked anybody out since uh, the Gulf War. So <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah, he's. I think he's waking up to the bright lights. I think uh, yeah. Parkin is. I mean, look at the the height and the reach too, and the weight. Pogues was going strike for strike with that guy who was who was significantly smaller than him, and he was getting getting some punches landed right on his chin. 
and Parkin is six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds with a seventy nine inch reach. I don't think Pogues is going to be able to be able to handle that. He handled the small guy punches on the Contender Series, Paulo Renato. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, dude, when Paulo Renato makes his way, I will be looking to bet on him because he was a fucking beast in that fight. Came in on like a week's notice or something like that. Last minute uh, replacement, underdog, big underdog, undersized, and the dude put on a fucking fight for the fans and for Dana White. He wanted his shot. He didn't get it. But uh, when he comes around, I'll be I'll be watching. I'll be watching him. Yeah. Yeah, I like – the more and more we talk about it, I like uh, Park and knockout under one and a half. I think he'll get it done. 120%. I'm, I'm with you there. All right. My first big bet of the night. Uh, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter said, Yo, Alvarez is just, is just Spanish – Brandon Moreno, and I can't get it out of my head with this photo on Tapology, man. Oh. <laughs> it just looks like Brandon Moreno. And fun story too, uh, Mark Diakise, I used to fight as him on UFC uh, 4 all the time. And so I was like, I had like this, uh, like I liked picking him in fights. And then he went on this fat losing streak, and I lost a whole bunch of money on him. And I just decided not to bet him against anyone who knows how to grapple. Or knows how to have takedown defense. That's literally it. That's my only opinion on Mark. He's not going to win if it's if it has to do with someone who who can keep it on the feet and push the pressure on him on the feet, or just you know has finishing ability. He's going to win against guys he can outpoint and he can just lay and prey on. And the definition yeah. of Alvarez is you can't fucking lay and prey on Alvarez. The dude has some legitimate BJJ. First off. The dude has elbows sharper than, I don't know, the knives in my kitchen. Like, it's crazy the things he did to Thiago Moises in that first round. It was it was insane. He's coming off a loss to to uh, Armin Sarukian. Who the fuck cares you lost to Armin Sarukian? Like, who cares? Yeah. Before that, he beat Thiago Moises. He beat uh, Alexander Yakolalev, however you want to say that. He beat Joe Duffy. Uh, he beat Danilo Bellowardo. Let's go look at who else he's fought because I think there's a couple more UFC fights on there. And yeah. his, before that, he lost to Ismagulov. Yeah. So, Ismagulov I mean, is a dog. Shit. Yeah. So I'm, I was heavy on, on Alvarez a couple weeks ago when he was minus 155. He's minus 195 now, and I still think that's a decent price. I think he's, you know, that's a parlay piece that I'm going to be looking at. I might even put some up with, with Parkin from that last fight because Parkin's the dog. Alvarez is the favorite. It kind of evens out a little bit for you. You got a two-legger with, with good odds. Let's actually check out what those odds are exactly right now because I got my DraftKings right in front of me. Yeah, that's plus 255 on those odds there, and I would take that any day because I think Alvarez – I think he's going to finish Daikis, and I think it's it's going to be by submission or he's just going to butcher him on the feet. He's going to pressure him, get him in that clinch where he is massive. The dude is six foot three at 155 pounds, 77 yeah. inch reach. Uh, Mark is 5'10", 73 inch reach, and he relies on lay and pray, and that is not going to work here. So Alvarez all day for me. Yep. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm in the, the Spain parlay, so I'm going to take it as well. Um I will always take the guy that his last loss was to Armin Sarukian as opposed to the guy whose last loss was to Michael Johnson. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michael Johnson's not not in his, his prime anymore. Um, so to, to lose to him, granted, Michael Johnson, uh, tough guy, tough, tough guy. Um, but if you look at the weight of a loss – 
Um, that one weighs on you much, much more than losing to Sarukian. Um, the kid has a, a cleaner record. I think he's going to get it done. I agree with you. I think he gets a finish as well. Um, but I'm just going to ride him in the the uh, Spain parlay. I like that. I like that a lot. I think the under two and a half is almost minus 200 too. So it's pretty juiced to the under. They think it's going to finish. And here's the thing. They think it's going to finish. Um, they have Alvarez as the favorite for a reason. Vegas knows what they're doing. And also we all have eyeballs. We've watched Alvarez and we've watched Mark. And Mark has looked, um, you know, below average at best is what we're going to say. Below average at best in these with these two wins. He beat... Demir Hadzovic, I mean, you know, not not the best fighter of all time. He beat uh, Borshev, who that's not a bad win, but Borshev had no grappling at that point, and Mark just laid on him. So yep. I just, I think he's just not going to be able to do that. He's not going to be able to implement that game plan here, and Alvarez is probably going to butcher the fuck out of him. I think Alvarez is is one of those guys who can make a title run alongside Sarukian, because um, you've lost to Ismagulov, who was, I think he was like top 10 lightweight uh, a couple months ago, he's not anymore. He got beat, and he lost to Sarukian, who's a potential title contender. It's literally the new guard at, at lightweight, in my opinion, is Sarukian. It was Ismagulov. It's not anymore, so it's Sarukian. Makashev is the champ, but he's still kind of that new guard. And then I think Alvarez is up there as well. There's a couple other guys that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but I think Alvarez is one of those guys. He came, he got you know fucking beat the the the, the shit out of him from Sarukian, but I yeah. don't think uh, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna phase him. He's 30. He's got a couple years in his prime. I think this is a good spot for him, and I got him at minus 155, and I put I put you know a normal sized a normal sized bet on it, the same that I had on Pantoja, so. I feel good. I feel good about it. I'm, I'm with you. All right. Danny Hot Chocolate. That's the best best nickname on to today's card. Versus Johnny the Sluggernaut. Actually, man, I don't know. The Sluggernaut's pretty sick, too. Johnny the Sluggernaut Parsons. Uh, Johnny Parsons is on a five-fight win streak. Um, so he started his first six, three and three. And since then, he has not lost a fight. Danny Roberts lost to Jack Della, Francisco Trinaldo, which both of those, you know, those are those are decent fighters. You know, Trinaldo's not what he used to be, but he's a good fighter. Jack Della is not the, the top five welterweight that a lot of people thought he was. Still a good fighter. Before that, he beat Razmian Amiv. Um, you know, all right, that's fine. Before that, Zelim Imidayev. Uh, all right. Before that, he lost to Michelle Pereira by flying knee. Pereira, again, is a dog. And uh, Parsons we have here, he won a split decision on Contender Series. So, close fight. Um, I watched it. Good fight. He looked like he's, he looks like he has the hardware. And what I, what I mean by that is it looks like he's got the, the physicality to, to be in the UFC. And this is a pick em. And honestly, I have zero opinion on who wins this because this is a big step up for Parsons. I'm going to take Parsons just for the sake of having a pick. And just for the sake that he's on a hot streak and he's new to the UFC and Danny Roberts is 36 years old. But I have absolutely zero confidence in it. Like, like none. So don't don't take my word for anything here. You got any more um, confidence, Tim? Not really. Everything everything that I was going to say, um, you said he's on a streak. He's he's five years younger. Um, he He's been finishing fights. I don't, 
I mean, realistically, I'm surprised that this this is this high up on on the card. Um, I, I would just go with Parsons and maybe maybe parlay him with with uh, you know something a little bit later on um, to make it to make this fight a little bit more interesting. But yeah. it doesn't have any implications, um, especially at 31 years old, the 170. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, doesn't it doesn't do anything for me? I, I think these are just uh, bring Parsons in, and and Roberts could, if he loses, this could be the thanks for thanks for coming to work today. We'll we'll see you tomorrow. Here's your here's your papers, and and that's it. Could be retirement fight too if he wins. He's in. He's in England. He's at O2 Arena. He's from the UK. He gets a dub here. Yeah. He could drop nobody, the gloves. Or nobody's gonna care. Yeah, nobody. I mean, who knows Danny Roberts from the UK? Yeah, no, it's not gonna. And what's has? What are his last two losses? Were they decisions or did he get stopped? He got stopped by Jack Della, and then he lost a decision to Francisco Trinaldo. I think if if Jack. Uh, uh, Jack stops him. I um, I am not high on on Madalena, so neither am I. So, yeah, give me, give me, you know what? Give me Parsons all day, and for him to finish. Fuck yeah, we're both on Parsons here. All right, oh, we got Davy Grant, man. I love myself a little bit of Davy Grant. He's the dog here. He's plus one twenty five. Coming off of that crazy win over Rafael Asunso, that inverted triangle. I had a bet on Davy Grant going into that, uh, and he was down two rounds. Like, due to some bullshit. Like, it was just like Asunso wasn't doing anything, but he was just staying outside and, you know, tapping him here and there. But um, Davy Grant knocks the shit out of Rafael Asunso and then inverted triangles this motherfucker after they roll around a little bit on the ground. It was crazy. The dude's 37, though. Um, which is not good. He's coming off of that almost loss. Like, it was very close to, to him losing a decision. He beat Smolka. You know, good win there. Lost to Yanez. Not a bad loss. And then lost to Marlon Chito Vera, which, not a bad loss. Uh, and the yeah. Yanez fight was a split as well. So, Davey Grant's looking looking decent on the cards here. And then we got Danielle Marcos, who coming off a win over Simon Oliveira. And then on Contender Series, a win over Brandon Lewis. And he's 14-0, and and he's 30 years old, in his prime, 14-0. and Tim, shoot away. Who are you taking? Um, I'm taking uh, Davey Grant. He is, like you said, an absolute dog. They were taking points from him last fight. Um, he knew he was down. Um, they told him he had to get a finish, and he could have got – the the finish by uh, a knockout or sub took the sub and he's always in these wars i think being in in uh england hometown crowd right mm -hmm. i think i think he's gonna get a massive pop and it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those fights if he wins or loses, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he retires after this. 37 years old. He's had, a, a I think, a great uh, career. Um, it's one thing coming in off of the Contender Series and then getting getting your feet wet with 
Um, uh, I don't even know who the other guy is, to be honest with you. Who's uh, who did he, he fight his first fight after a contender series? Marcos? Uh, Simon Oliveira. Not a big name What's, by any means. So this is going to be the true test. They're not doing this guy any favors by giving him Davey Grant. Um, I, yeah, I'm on Grant, man, all, all day. Uh, the dog... I would put him in the the England parlay. This would be my first leg of the the England parlay is with Davy Grant. Yeah, so so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of you know a little bit different here. I'm taking Daniel Marcos. Uh, my reasoning being almost one of the same reasons as yours that I think Davy Grant could hang it up after this. Dude's had a good career. Um, he almost beat Marlon Chito Vera. Like he was putting on Chito Vera. Uh, four fights ago, which was two years ago, he had that win. And I think Marcos has the upside of, of Adrian Yanez, and it's going to be close. I really think this is just going to be be a be a banger, be a close fight. Um, but it's the age, and it's the fact that I think he might retire after this. That's going to push me over the edge on Marcos to make him my pick. If this was betting, like if I had to bet on someone, I'd bet on Davy Grant here. He's plus 125. Uh, that would be my, my, I would only bet on that. I would not bet on Marcos minus 145 against Davy Grant. Um, but for the sake of a pick, I, I think Marcos is going to be my pick. And it looks like they're, they're kind of putting in a decision. Vegas is, it's minus 135 to go over two and a half. So they, they're kind of thinking a decision, but it's kind of a toss up as well. Um, um why, why do you think, why do you think that he's, he's gonna, gonna retire and and that's why you wouldn't pick him because you think he might retire yeah so i think grant i don't think he's i mean it's not for certain he's gonna retire but i just think um like he's looked a little bit more washed in his last couple fights and you know he i don't know david grant i don't know the man um but i know that fighters recently when they're getting to that phase they're starting to just decide that it's time to hang it up and i mean this is the perfect time this is the perfect time for these older uk guys to to, to hang him up and you know if one of them happens one of them happens but grant i don't i don't know i it's it's in the cards but i wouldn't say it's likely to happen like i think it's just kind of a tinfoil hat theory like a little bit of a oh man he could be thinking about retirement but um you know coming off two wins the man might have you know title aspirations he might still be in that sort of a mindset so i really don't fucking know but i just think his age is catching up with him like in that asun sal fight asun sal's old and davy grant looks slow like, he looked slow compared to a Sun Sal for two rounds until it was time to literally lose the fight or knock him out. Who do you who do you think has the better boxing? Dave Grant. Kickboxing, probably Marcos. I'd take Marcos in, like, the, the kicking range. But boxing, uh, I think David Grant all day. Well, it's tough. Is, it's a... It's a tough one. It should be a good fight. This this fight gets me. This is one of the first fights that I'm actually um, really excited to, to see. I'm, me too, I'm really man. 14-0 versus Davy Grant. Like, that's always going to be a good fight. 14-0 striker versus Davy fucking Grant. That's going to be yeah. a good fight. Oh, man. This is my, my, favorite, my favorite fight of the night, I would say. Larone Murphy, who's 12-0 and 0, uh, with one draw, versus Josh Kulabau, who is 11-1-1. One one. 
Koulibaly's only loss comes to Jalen Turner. Um, and you all know who Jalen Turner is. Yeah. And and Koulibaly, I kind of consider him the, the 145 version of Brandon Royval. He's a little bit clunky. He doesn't look super athletic. He's got this, like, you know, this weird sneaky range that he's kind of rangy with. He's awkward. Um, the dude is, like, fast twitch, but looks like he, like, eats s'mores every night. It's odd. Like, the guy looks like he drinks Mountain Dew and video games all day, but he's sneaky athletic. And same thing with Brandon Roy Val. But Lerone Murphy uh, is basically mini Leon Edwards as well. So we have, like, mini Leon Edwards versus big Brandon Roy Val. And I laid a hammer um, on Josh Kulabau. I laid a hammer. He opened at plus 130, and I got him at plus 125. Right now he's plus 120. But I'm feeling pretty comfortable on Kulabau here. His wins are Melsic, Bagdasarian. We saw just get a dub. Uh, Sungwoo Choi, who is actually a legitimate fighter. If you guys have seen Sungwoo Choi, legitimate fighter. Uh, very good kickboxer. And Sungwoo Choi, that should not have been a split decision. Kulabau won that. 29-28, I thought, clear as fucking day. And then we have Shailen Nerdumbeke, who's not bad at all. Dude has, you know, 45 pro fights. Those are his wins. And then the draw was Charles Jordan, who's a fucking beast. And then Lerone Murphy, uh, Zibira Tulagov was, was the draw. He beat Ricardo Ramos. He beat Douglas Silva de Andrade, which is a, a nice win. He beat Maquan yep. Americani. Not that nice of a win. Maquan got cut. He's got, you know, 30 seconds of cardio before he dies. He beat Gabriel Santos by split decision. Uh, and Gabriel Santos, let me go back to this. Let me go find this guy. Gabriel Santos has just dropped his last two, one of them to Lerone Murphy, and he just got knocked the fuck out by David Onama. Uh, David yep. Onama's a good fighter. I actually met him in Kansas City. I don't know if I told you that. I met David Onama in Kansas City. That was pretty cool. But I got cool about. Uh, I think he's going to be able to clip Lerone Murphy. Lerone Murphy's pretty slick. I don't think he's going to get him out of there, though, for that reason. But I do think Kulabau is the better fighter here. And when you look at him on the scales, you're going to laugh, thinking that Kulabau might win a fight against Lerone Murphy because Lerone Murphy's chiseled. He looks great. Um, he's, he's, you know, got the abs. Josh Kulabau doesn't, but I think Josh Kulabau is, is kind of the truth. And I'm, I'm tired of betting against him because I bet against him with Sungwoo Choi and, you know, I was a better on Sungwoo Choi and I thought Sungwoo Choi got fucking melted there. And Sungwoo Choi is a legitimate kickboxer. Might, he's not as good as Lerone Murphy, but he's not bad. You know, he's, he's up there. He's close to Lerone Murphy on a kickboxing standpoint, but uh, if you haven't been able to tell from my rant, I'm pretty fucking hot on Josh Kulabau here, and I'm excited for this fight. I think it's going to be a fun one. Um, so Kulabau all day for me. Tim? Uh, I'm on Murphy. I'm on Murphy. Uh, the Ricardo Ramos fight? Stoppage. Uh, Americani? Stoppage. Um, he had the decision in between. Um, after uh, Americani, what happened? That was 2021. Mm-hmm. We didn't see him. We didn't see him, right? COVID, all that stuff happened. Everything is everything is crazy. Um, and then they come back and they give him a tune-up fight. That tune-up fight, 
um, was in March against Gabriel Santos. That was his tune-up fight. I think you're going to see him in England, huge pop, and I think he's going to get a finish here. Nothing, nothing. His last, his last loss was when? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so England undefeated. You already said he's a, a mini um, Leon Edwards. He is right. If it's if we're talking about the mini Leon Edwards that we're seeing right now, I would I would put money on him all day every day. I think Murphy is gonna is gonna get it done, and I think he's gonna stop him. This is something I would take uh, Murphy and um, under two and a half. I think he's I think he's gonna stop him. And you're on cool about I feel terrible. I feel terrible. Well, I mean, this might be my pick of the week. Uh, you know, what did we call it last time? I don't remember, but we had we had first it was oh, who was it? Who was that first one I had that completely missed? Kevin Lee, the man. Uh, you're, Kevin you're Lee. The retirements? No, this, this is not a retirement. Oh, this, this don't can't do be. it. This can't be. This you is not a retirement. He's twenty nine. We'll call it the finisher. Well, no. Because, yeah, you finish or get finished and finish your career on the same night. Yeah, and it was Tyson Nam, and he didn't retire. That was kind of sad. Uh, that's true. That was, well, that was a little disappointing. He might, he might have got cut. We, have, we don't know. <laughs> I have to yeah, no, this is going to be a fun one, though. This is uh, this will be a banger. I think they're both going to scrap. I don't know who's got the grappling advantage here. It's a, little, it's a little interesting, but on the feet, I think it's it's pretty close. So I think it'll be fun. Someone's probably going down. You're probably right. And the under two and a half is plus 155 right now. So that's not a bad price tag there. Because Kulabau is always landing big strikes. He just never seems to get the finish. Um, it could come here. Lerone Murphy also, you know, has a little bit of finishing that he's been he's been privy to in the past. So minus or plus 155 on, on under two and a half is not a bad look. All right. Yeah, I, this should be a good fight. But uh, in this case, when is that close? When is that close? How do you not go with the undefeated guy in his hometown? Especially, it's not like it's in a hometown in where in, uh, you know, uh, San Jose, California. This is London. This is this is a huge pop. This yeah. isn't a, a small show in in Northern Florida. You know what I mean? So you have to you have to factor that in. It's a whole different breed out there. It's because of that um, that last fight against Santos. Even though it was a tune-up, it went to split, and you know I thought that Santos could have won. Honestly, it was close. And I think that's if he also, fights like that, then Kulabau is gonna fuck him up. That's also uh, after uh, over two year layoff. Yep, it is. So we'll we'll see we'll see you know. Um, hopefully, hopefully it comes through for you, but we'll see. I mean, either way, um, I think it's going to be a close fight. That's what somebody, anybody can get clipped. I don't think anybody's going to dog walk the other person. Yeah. Um, that's just, that's just my opinion on, on Murphy. I, I second that. I think, I think it's, no one's going to dog walk the other one. I think it's going to be a close fight and, uh, yeah, I got the dog. So I'm feeling, feeling all right about it. Here we've got Jai Herbert versus Faras Ziem. Herbert coming off of a draw against Ludovic Klein. 
a win over Kyle Nelson, a loss to Deporia where he almost knocked Deporia out, a win over Kama Worthy, and a loss to Renato Moicano. Ziam coming off a win over Michael Figlak, a loss to Terrence McKinney, a win over Luigi Vindramini, and I believe that was his debut. Oh no, he beat Jamie Malarkey as well. Oh, yep. no, this dude's got this dude's got some 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 past here. And then he lost to Don Madge. Um, 26 years old versus 35. Usually you don't want to be betting on the older guy, but uh, I took Herbert here. I just think the guy is a little bit better than Zim. I think Zim is is kind of the young kickboxer, but he's he hasn't shown me a lot in these last few fights. He lost to Terrence McKinney, who we saw Terrence McKinney is fucking awful in that last fight. Um, he's he's just not very good. And then we saw him beat Luigi Vindramani, which, you know, was a decent fight. He won. Figlak, close fight. He won. Um, you know, wasn't wasn't a barn burner. Wasn't anything crazy. It was a close fight. And ZM won. But Jai Herbert is doing things like almost knock out Ilya Teporia. Uh, you know, Kyle Nelson just got a big dub where he wasn't supposed to win. And, and you know, Herbert put him put him on, on skates. He had his ass beat for a while. He lost to Moicano and Teporia. I'm okay with that in the last five. So Herbert is now plus 135. I got him at, at plus 100, so I missed the line. I, I took him at plus 100 thinking he was going to get bet back up to, to a, a favorite. He didn't. He's plus 135, and I think that's pretty damn solid. So Herbert's my guy here. Um, I Fortunately, I'm not a, a big fan of this fight. I do like Herbert, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Zayam just because I still have a lot of faith um, in Terrence uh, McKinney. I think his 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 fights are just cleaner, you know, getting getting stopped by um, by McKinney. He got subbed out. Um, his last fight was a decision. He's been on a decision uh, uh, streak here, but I also think he's got more ways to win. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets a sub over over Herbert. He has, what, five KOs, four subs. Um, he's never been knocked out, so I think if Herbert wins, he's going to have to stop him that way. Um, he has been subbed before. I think he's got more ways to win. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, Ferris Zaim. I'll be honest. Zayim. If uh, Ferris submits him, we might have to make a, a special bet on that because I don't think there's any chance Zayim submits him. I mean, we saw Zayim grappling against McKinney, and I mean, he just did not look very good grappling. And Jai Herbert, he's grappled a little bit in his past couple fights and has looked decent. I just don't think Zayim's got the the grappling capability at this this level. Maybe when he, you know, in the past he did, but. I just don't think Zion. I mean, Smile Killer. That's kind of a sick nickname, though. I just saw that Smile he's Killer. He's ten years. He's ten years younger. That's the part that fucks me up. Is ten years younger. That's a that's a big a big aspect there. He's ten years younger. And listen, not for nothing. Granted, McKinney just got subbed. McKinney also got his arm pinned behind him. There was a lot of fence grabbing going on. So I don't even know if the position should have even been allowed. Um, the fence grabbing but, was bad. I th I think that you can't take away a um, a loss 
to to Terrence uh, McKinney. I, I still think McKinney's going to be uh, – he's got to work on some things. Um, Strategy. I think I – think, yeah, I, I think he's really good. And I think this this could be this. You want to put something. This would be your one where it's going to be Herbert um, is your your fighter that retires. I was literally I, about to. I, I was about to unleash it. Yeah, he gets choked out and he retires. I was about to unleash it. He's my pick and he is my finisher pick. I think he's going to get a finish here over Zim, and I think he's going to finish his career in in England. Happy. With a win, just like Robbie wow. Lawler, baby. This is this is basically Robbie Lawler. Jai Herbert is is essentially Robbie Lawler 2.0 here. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking sweet. It's gonna be quick, and Zion is gonna take a little canvas nap. I don't actually believe that. I was just I was just talking it up. I think he is gonna and win. And and Zion's he's he's Killcliff. Oh, okay. Yeah, Killcliff is pretty good. All yeah. Right. yeah we're both well, we got, i mean we got we got different opinions on uh, a couple of these ones you got murphy i got cool about i got herbert you got zayam on some big fights this one's big this one is 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 a pretty actually you know decent fight here we got paul craig 16 6 and 1 coming off of losses to johnny walker vulcan Oldsdemir wins over krylov jamal hill and Mauricio, who uh, he beat the champion two years ago, or the former champ who just vacated due to the Achilles. Yep. He beat Nikita Krylov, who's potentially a top five fighter, less than a year and a half ago. And he uh, he lost two, and he's moving down to 185 here to take on Andre Muniz, who just lost to Brendan Allen, who I hated Brendan Allen, and I still kind of hate his personality, but he's my boy when it comes to betting. That dude's a dog. That guy's a dog. Um... He beat Uriah Hall, Eric Anders, Jacare Souza, and Bartos Fabrinski. Fun fact, I had a bet on Fabinski there, and uh, it went quick. But who do you got, Tim? What are you thinking? Um, I'm taking I'm taking the, the Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. Not only am I taking the Bear Jew, I'm taking the Bear Jew by sub. Um, I think his, his resume is is more impressive um he's another one where i think um his his game plan um from his fight against johnny walker was an absolute shit show and i think he understood that um i think he he could take away from that um ozdemir he went to decision but before that uh he subbed uh, Nikita, right? Uh, Jamal Hill. Uh, technically, that was a TKO stoppage, but he he ripped his arm uh, apart, his elbow apart. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Bear Jew by sub. Um, I think I, I think he's got the more impressive record. The only thing that gives me pause is 35 cutting down uh, to a lower weight class. I don't know why he's doing that. Um, I want to see how he looks at weigh-ins, 
but it never really works out too hot when you have guys go uh, down a weight class um, instead of up. And we just had that um, example most recently, I think, would be the uh, Pettis versus Pitbull in, in Bellator. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I was initially feeling Paul Craig here. I saw, you know, a decent price tag, plus 180 on Paul Craig. I think, let me look and see if I can find Paul Craig by sub. And we can see what that is. Yeah, Paul Craig by sub is plus 350. Um, You know, that's never a bad bet. That's literally probably his only win condition here is Paul Craig by sub. And if you get that plus 350, I can't fault you for betting that. Uh, I'm just gonna take oh, Muniz, but, but his last loss to is to is to, Grant. He got knocked out by Johnny Walker, but how phenomenal has Johnny Walker been of late? Yeah, this is not the same Johnny Walker. This is this is the Johnny Walker now. Where we're talking about Johnny Walker is the next um, John Jones. Yeah, but look at that Ozdemir fight. He looked like fucking awful. He looked like that Dan <laughs> Hooker Claudio Proelis fight. He was just like falling yeah. on his back and. I I don't I don't know if there's something up, but Paul Craig is not a guy where he drops two fights and they try and keep him uh, they keep him down and get him off the roster. I I think he's too entertaining um, for for them to put him in the situation, and that's that's just another reason. So I I apologize for for cutting you off. But you can't you can't discount um, Johnny Johnny Walker um, or Uzdemir. Yeah, I mean I agree. I agree. Those are both losses that are like acceptable. And then if you look at his wins before that, like we already said, Krylov and Jamal Hill, like those are those completely, I guess like overcome those two losses. Like those are more impressive than those two losses are unimpressive. And. He's got a sub over Uncle Ayev. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. That was, I mean, he was getting his ass beat that entire fight. Last second triangle. Yep. That's a sick fight. I watched that fight to prepare for this. I watched I watched him versus Uncle Ayev because I was trying to see how he usually fights against other good grapplers. And that's why I think, you know, Craig by submission plus 350 is not a bad bet here. But I'd probably just take Muniz because I think, I think he's, you know, um, he's only two years younger, but he's not going down a weight class. That's my biggest issue here is Paul Craig is 35 and going down a weight class. And I just, I don't think that's going to, going to work well. Um, he never looked, you know, overweight at 205 and this is 20 pounds. He never looked like he had a whole lot of 20 pounds around his gut to lose. Like if we go back and look at some of those, those photos of him, I mean, he's, he's a athletic looking man at 205 not sure what it's going to take out of him to get to 185 at 35 years old. So I just can't feel comfortable betting him. That submission prop, though, the plus 350, you know, that's not a bad fucking little sprinkle. That's not a bad sprinkle to have. Uh, fun fact. I don't know if you know this. Uh, he did an interview uh, with the guys from, I believe it was Morning Combat, um, Mike Perry is the one who told him to uh, 
do the the blue paint on his face for for Scotland. Really, Mike like Perry. the Braveheart. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Perry is like more involved in MMA than people understand. Uh, he's such Mike. I'm so happy for for Mike Perry. Everything's turning around with the the bare knuckle and he's their and star. He's a uh, Mike Perry legit star too. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I think you know it is. Once you have kids and and get married and stuff like that, um, it gives you a swift, swift kick in the ass. Shit changes a little bit. Oh, you got yeah. a little one. All right. Yeah, Mike Perry, and he's doing the right thing. That's the best part. I love. I love seeing that turning turning it around. Me too. And I mean, anyone who knocks out Rockhold has got my my kudos <laughs> because Rockhold is just kind of a, a douchebag. All right, what do we got here? We got Nathaniel, the prospect, Wood, uh, coming off a win over Charles Jordan, which was a pretty good win. You know, Jordan is not a slouch. And then coming off a win over Charles Rosa, a loss to Casey Kenny, a win over John Castaneda, a loss to John Dodson, which John Dodson and Casey Kenny, not bad losses. You know, um, John Dodson, obviously, is is pretty good was pretty good three years ago casey kenny uh he's all right he's still he's still okay andre feely he just beat bill algio split decision he man that was uh i don't even remember that fight very well i didn't watch that one leading up to this but he got knocked out real quick to joe anderson brito real real yeah. quick draw with pineda uh, lost to Bryce Mitchell, which you can't fault. Bryce Mitchell is, is a different level of grappler than Andre Touchy Feely. And then he beat Charles Jordan, split decision. So both these guys uh, have wins over Charles Jordan, and those are the fights that I just went and watched. Um, and I was impressed by Andre Touchy Feely. I really was. I mean, I was impressed by him. Granted, that was, that was three years ago. Uh, he's still 33. Plus 170 here, it just feels a bit wide. Feely, you know, Bill Algio's not a slouch either. Bill Algio's not a bad fighter. He's average or a little bit above average. Um, I don't know. You know, would that Charles Rodane fight, he handled him, but it wasn't, it wasn't you know, crazy. Like, he he beat him, but it was one where Charles Rodane could have flipped that around if he wanted to. Rosa, he beat pretty good. Um, you know, and then those losses to Casey Kenny. And John Dodson, like, I don't see why Andre Feely can't be on the same level of fighter as Casey Kenny. You know what I mean? Like, they feel like a similar tier <laughs> of fighter to me. And so I, I'm just, like, I feel like this line is wide. If this was minus 130 wood, I'd probably pick wood. But the fact that it's minus 200 wood and plus 170 Feely, uh, I'm, I'm leaning touchy-feely. And I'm leaning on maybe placing a bet. I like that that height and reach advantage he's got here. He's good. We're using that range. Uh, and Wood doesn't really have a ton of finishing finishing power. So I'm probably going to pick Feely here. I think I might have a bet on him by, by Saturday. Yeah, I like him. I like him too. Um, if you look, granted, his record doesn't look as, as clean as I would like. Um, with the nine losses. Um Brito was the most recent one, but going going over with Billy um, Algio, uh, I like Billy, um, but before that he lost to Bryce Mitchell. Okay, right? Bryce yeah. Mitchell, we know he is he's 
I think Bryce Mitchell is fantastic. Beat Charles Jordan. Um, that win was in 2020. Even though it was a split decision, that was a much more uh, prime Jordan than 2022. Did Jordan retire after his fight with Nathaniel Wood? No, he did not. Nope. That wasn't uh, one of his, his retirement? Okay. <laughs> no. Um, but be, before that, you had uh, a loss to Sadiq Yusuf, right? Michael Johnson. Yep. Calvin Cater. Yair Rodriguez. Max Holloway. Those are just a couple of the guys that have beat Feely. Mm-hmm. Those guys um, are – a lot of them have been title uh, either challengers, most recently Yair, um, or in – um, contention to, to fight for. I think the experience is going to show here with uh, much tougher fights um, all over uh, Tuachi. I agree, man. I mean, in plus 170, like, I can't pass that up because I don't think Wood's finishing him, and Feely's very, very live to catch a decision win here. Uh, you know who I was thinking of retiring? Uh, Alan Joban. Those guys. Uh, Joban, Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's who I was thinking of. But regardless, I like I like Feely. I think he's gonna get it done. I do too. I'm a I'm a big fan of his in this fight and I was I mean, I was a big fan of his um in a lot of those fights that, that he's had those past five. I was on him bet wise and it's kinda of been up and down, but you know, I feel like we'll make some here. We got Molly McCann, the meatball, back at it after getting buzzsawed by Aaron Blanchfield, which Aaron <laughs> Blanchfield is a absolute savage. So you can't you can't fault her there. Um, and this, the betting odds here have closed significantly. McCann was minus three fifty. Now she is minus two fifteen uh, versus Stoliarinko, who lost to Chelsea Chandler. She beat Jessica Rose Clark, lost to Alexis Davis, lost to Julia Alvia, and lost to Yana Santos. Uh, I'll make this one quick for me. I think McCann rolls rolls past her very, very easily. Uh, I think Stoliarenko, she cannot, you know, get dubs at the, the UFC level. And McCann has proven herself to at least be above the, the average pack at, at – um, at, at you know the UFC she's above the average pack in the UFC and you know losing to Blanchfield is not that big of a deal in my opinion so I'm gonna take Molly McCann and I just we saw Chelsea Chandler look like fucking dog shit last weekend against Norma Dumont and Stolia Renko got uh, got her ass beat by her I can't bet on someone like that I can't even pick someone like that so Molly McCann is the pick and and I like her here I think she probably gets an easy dub um, Molly McCann is the correct pick. Um, is it the right one? <laughs> I think I would take a flyer. I would take a flyer on uh, Stoliarenko by submission. Granted, she got clipped by uh, Chelsea Chandler. The girl throws hammers. Uh, Solarenko is 10, 7, and 1. Nine of her wins are finishes. Nine of 
her finishes are submissions. You're making. I'm not saying she's Aaron Blanchfield, but Molly McCann looked terrible on the ground. Fish out of water. Absolutely terrible. Um, Stolyarenko is gonna have to take her down, and that's gonna be her path of victory. Um, and I think she will. I think she got exposed. I think Molly McCann got exposed tremendously by by doing all the spinning and stuff like that. Try, she's going to try and throw that, that elbow. She's going to get wrapped up, taken down, and and she's going to get subbed. Stoli Renko's got a win over – who was her most recent win? Was that over uh, Jessica Rose Clark? Hannah Goldie was who she beat last. No, no, oh, no. Stoli uh, Renko. Yeah, Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica yep. Rose Clark. Jessica Rose Clark has phenomenal stand-up. I am a firm believer in her stand-up. I shouldn't say phenomenal. I would say pretty, pretty good. She's pretty, badass. Pretty good um, stand-up. So I think if she can if she can get Molly down, which I think it's possible to get Molly down. Um, oh, man. It's in England. This is going to be my my upset alert here. You're taking um, Stolarenko? Stolarenko by, by submission. That's the only way I'll take it. Stolarenko by submission. What's that on DraftKings right now? Let me check it out. Stolarenko by submission plus 350. I'm that much of a sicko. I'll take this straight up. I'll take Paul Craig straight up by sub. And I'm going to parlay these two together. I'm going to sprinkle a little parlay on both... Uh, Craig, Solarenko, both by sub. A little sub parlay, huh? I like it. I like it. I think, I mean, you made me think twice about it, and Stolarenko with, with the submission uh, prowess that she has, it makes me scared for, for Molly Meatball McCain. You know, I think I think Meatball is, uh, you know, the bubble popped. She's not, We everyone was kind of thinking she could be this this big thing, this, this big uh, star. Bubble pop. She's got she's got bar stool on her side still. My my issue is this is at 125 and Stoli Renko weighed in at 139 pounds in her last fight. So you're gonna have to see her on the scale. If she looks good on the scale, that sub bet might be might be the the winner of the night. Plus 350 with with only sub finishes and um, you know nine of her ten wins coming by submission. That's a pretty solid. Solid bet for plus 350 if she can make weight. It's just going to be if she can actually get on the scale and make 125 pounds first. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Craig. It's we'll kind of the same situation. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, what's the money? Molly's what? Minus 350? Why? Was it now 250 or 215? 215, yep, is, is Molly McCann. So obviously something's happening. Yeah, people are throwing money on Stolarenko. So, and this is surprising because we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if come if come uh, Saturday afternoon, she's in the maybe 180, 150s, minus 180, 150 Molly is. You might have to lock her in well, a little early. You might get some value. <laughs> you might get some value on, on both of these ladies. Um, 
and we'll see. We'll see how well Molly bounces back from from a loss. You know, this is this is huge. This I just can't huge believe they're putting this at the the co-main mm-hmm. over Muniz, Craig, Wood, Feely. I guess um, Molly Molly gets Molly gets the pop. She does. That's she's, that's what it is. She's friends with Patty, and and they definitely got the the English crowd on their side. Oh man, this is gonna be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. We've got uh, Tom Aspinall versus Marcin Tybura. Tybura coming off of a win over Blagoy Ivanov, a win over Alexander Romanov, a loss to Alexander Volkov, wins over Walt Harris and Greg Hardy. Aspinall is coming off of that not real loss. So uh, Aspinall really did not lose that last fight. He just you know tore his ACL. You know, in the first round against Curtis Blades, uh, coming off wins over Volkov, where he looked unstoppable. Win over Spivak, where he looked unstoppable. Win over Arlovsky, where he looked unstoppable. Uh, win over Baudot, where he looked unfucking stoppable. Uh, I think Aspinall's buzz saw is Tibera. I think it happens quick. I think it happens easy. And I don't think. There's going to be much value on Tybura here, even though he is plus 350. You know, plus 350 Tybura in the past, that reminds me of my bet on Tybura versus Alexander Romanov at that same odds. It was like plus 300, plus 350, something like that. I just think Aspinall is a different beast. I think Aspinall is, is the guy who's going to be, you know, it could be him, Jalton Almeida, future of the, the heavyweight division. I think Aspinall is that fucking man. This dude is, he's hes strong, he can grapple, he can strike. I just, I mean, you know, a little bit of money on Tybura is not a bad idea, but, I mean, I, I just won't have any skin in the game on Tybura because at plus 350, you know, you can make an argument that that's going to be value. But for me, uh, Aspinall is, is the guy. And he's got the ceiling of UFC champion when Tybura's ceiling is, you know, a couple more wins and, you know, a couple more losses, a couple more wins, a couple more losses because he's 30, almost 38 years old. So Aspinall all day for me here. Um, I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced um, on Aspinall. Um, I know he's supposed to be uh, supposed to be the guy, um, and if we did MMA math, uh, he beat Volkov, Tybera didn't, so we would automatically go to Aspinall. Um, his last fight, the one that you said he didn't really lose, that he lost, um, he was getting pieced up. He was. It was short, he was, but he was getting punched. He was getting. He was getting hit. Um. And it's it's tough. This is your first fight back from from an injury like that. Tybura can go to the ground and he can stand on the feet. Um. How hesitant is Aspinall going to be? Is he going to be slower than his last fight? Because if he's slower, he's going to get popped again. And if he gets popped again, I think he could get stopped. We've um, never seen Espinosa's gas tank either. That's the other thing. Yeah, I don't... 
I hate to do it. I hate to do it, but I might fade Aspinall. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know why everybody is is so so high on him. It's because he disposed um, of those. Like he absolutely disposed of Volkov. Spivak, well, Volkov. How old? Volkov. How old is Volkov now? He's. Let's go check. He's got to be, you know, thirty-seven. Something like that. Are we talking about? Are we talking about prime Volkov? He he disposed of him. Volkov is thirty-four, a little 34. bit younger. Yeah, so he disposed of him uh, one year. So Volkov was thirty-three. Not a bad age. Uh, it's not a bad age, but it's not when when Volkov I I think was was uh, he's coming towards the end. Um, I don't think he. I don't think it's a, it's not the same guy. It's not. It's not the same guy um, as when he was uh, being talked about to, you know, fight for the belt and stuff like that. I just don't think Aspinall, he's not that guy, right? He's. I don't think he's that guy. It wouldn't surprise me if – what happens if Tybura puts his lights out? I could see it happening. Tybura's got better cardio, I'd say. that like We've never seen Aspinall's cardio. That's the thing that worries me the most is we've seen Tybura have you know at least three rounds of cardio. We don't know about five, but we've seen him have three. Aspinall, we've never even seen have you know three. Exactly. And how much of the knee and the pressure – this is now the downside of being at home. The pressure of fighting at home – the pressure of how your knee's going to hold up and knowing that Tybura can go to the ground with you. Yep. And knowing that you just got pieced up uh, in the, to start your last fight before the knee one. I didn't think he, like, I thought he got, he got hit. It wasn't like, I don't know, man. It was, it was weird. Like that, that fight with, with Curtis Blades, I watched it. It was weird. Like he got hit. He was hitting back. It was like odd. There's not. I don't know. I'd love to see that fight again in the future. After after you watch that fight back again, and if you thought the fight was going to continue the way it was going, I'd be very interested um, to see who you would you would pick. But if we they first fought of again, all, first of all, you're talking about Curtis Blades. Yeah, we're not talking about um, you know somebody with amazing hands. Curtis Blade. Fell in love with the hands. He's he's a, a ground guy, right? That's and we saw what happens when, when you start falling in love with with the hands. We I all was just know thinking happens. about that. Sergey okay. Pavlovich, a big Russian man, comes and puts his yeah. penis on your forehead. Yeah. So that's that's what happens. He's not he's not uh, Chris Blaze is not a striker like that. Yeah. And for him to be lighting up Aspinall, you get a guy in there like Tabura. I think it could pose a huge problem. I think there's a mental mental problem um, of being at home, first fight back with the knee. Um, and then I think there's the physical problem of the knee and the cardio and getting in there with an absolute weapon um, of a man on your first fight, fight back. Let's just see. I want to see what uh, what – Marcin Tybura's best win is Walt Harris, Greg Hardy, Ben Rothwell, 
Maxime Grishin, Sergei Spivak, Stefan Struve, Walt Harris, Romanov, Ivanov. I mean, it might be Sergei Spivak. Um, yeah, because shit, everybody's knocked out Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy fucking sucks now. Walt Harris fucking sucks now. Romanov and Ivanov, that last fight was, was just, what what did I watch? You know, what was that? Um, ben Rothwell might be second. That might be his second best win. Is Sergey Spivak is his best win, and Ben Rothwell. Um, <sighs> but see, he could deal with these guys. That's the whole thing. How did, what was his, his last loss was to... Yeah, Volkov. Um, Volkov. Well, a decision. So when's the last time he got stopped? Um, let's go see. His fight with Volkov was close, too. Augusto Sakai. Dude, Augusto Sakai, man. He had some potential, and then he just never, what? never really lived 2000, was that, 2019? Yep, he got, he got knocked out in the first round. He was last stopped in 2019. All right. Tom Aspinall was stopped, what, last year? Yeah, he wasn't really. He wasn't? He, it, I mean, it counts, but it was his ACL. I think, oh, dude, he's got the old, uh, he's got the John Jones loss. Oh, it's chips in on Tom Aspinall now. He's got the, the, the disqualification from 12 to 6 elbows. Oh, we got the next goat here. This is the next goat. Twenty six. So, so who's so? If you look at if you look at who he's fought. Um. Oh man, he he dodged a bullet on the Sergey Pavlovich, huh? Yeah, oh. bro. Canceled bout. Imagine that. One of them. I mean, if he beats Sergey Pavlovich there, like he's probably actually Pavlovich didn't have a name back then, so we don't even really know. I mean, so you got you got Volkov is his best win. Yeah, Volkov is his best win, followed by Spivak, for sure. Right. And then Arlovsky is, uh, he fought him when Arlovsky was probably still 100. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta go, I, it's, experience is huge. Granted, he's, he's got the experience, but not like Tybura. You're talking... You're talking he's got 15 more fights than him. Yeah. It's going to be experience versus versus talent because, I mean, I think Tom Aspinall is just the more talented fighter, hands down. He's got the higher ceiling right now. I mean, this guy, he could be a champion in the future if he if he wants to be. If he, if he lives up to what he possibly could achieve, he could be the champion. Or he could be a middling heavyweight from here on out. You know, if this, if this leg injury gets to him... If this main event gets to him and he ends up losing this, I mean, the guy could just plateau here and end up basically having the career of Marcin Tybura. You know, two wins, one loss. Two wins, one loss. Two wins, one loss. Yeah. Two wins, one loss. So it's, when, it's I don't know. When was when was the uh, Curtis Blades fight? That was eleven months ago. So he's coming back. I mean, that's that's pretty quick. That's pretty quick, actually. I didn't even, I didn't even look at that until now. Did he actually tear his ACL? Like, did he confirm tear that ACL? Let me look. I'm gonna Google it quick. Because if he's coming back 11 months after tearing ACL, I don't know. Tom Aspinall knee injury. Let's see what Google's got to say. 
What happened to Tom Aspinall's knee? Okay, so he did not tear his ACL. He tore his MCL and meniscus, and he slightly damaged his ACL. Okay, so it's not... It's not an ACL tear, so it's not the full, like, you know, 12 months and then they still look like a terrible athlete for a year. Mm -hmm. If you watch football, you know, like, running backs tear their ACLs a lot, and it basically takes them two years to get back to who they were before. But it's the meniscus and the MCL and then a little bit of of strain and damage on that ACL. Are you taking the shot? Are you going to have a bet on Ty Burrow? I'm going to take Ty Burrow. I'm going to take Ty Burrow. All right. You got all why, right. Why? Why not? Why not? What am I going to do? Put, you know, risk risk uh, a, a decent amount of money to to not get the payback on a guy yeah. with possibly a, a bum leg. Yeah, I mean, you're you're probably on the right betting side from from just like a betting perspective, because there's no way I'm laying minus four fifty on Aspinall. Um, we're on we're on opposite sides quite a bit. You're on Tybura. I'm on Aspinall. You're on Stolarenko. I'm on McCann. You're on Craig. I'm on Muniz. You're on Zion. I'm on Herbert. You're on Murphy. I'm on Kulabau. You're on Grant. I'm on Marcos. So, I mean, those top, is that six or seven? The top seven fights, it's Tim versus Ted. I'll say what? Every fight, we're going to be right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What's better than that? Every fight, we're going to be right. <laughs> one of us is going to have a lot more right than the other one, probably come next week one of us is going to be doing all the talking in that recap <laughs> yeah well we'll see we'll see and then you said what we're on uh we're on itunes now correct yeah itunes spotify youtube um there's right. some other ones we're on we're on pretty much all podcasting that you you're going to use if anyone's listening here all right i'm i'm pumped i i can't wait to to get this nice card in and then um, see what decisions are made uh, leading up to to next week's card, um, which is a big one. Next so, week um, is, um, I mean, next week is, is one of those cards. Like we had one of those cards a few weeks ago with the, the Moreno-Pantoja and then um, Rodriguez and Volkanovski. I mean, that card, that entire thing was nuts. Next week... That's another one of them. That's another one of those banger cards. And I mean, I've already given it up. I've already given, let the cat out of the bag. I've got like, I mean, we might be talking like three quarters of my DraftKings account on Alex Pereira at plus 130. And I think, let me go look, he might be all the way down to plus 100 right now. There's a shot that that guy is, is almost flipping the odds. And I think, I think he's just such a lock to knock the fuck out of Jan Bohovic, but... When I say that, I'm usually wrong. So, you know, if I, I might be crying on the. He is minus 105 now. I have a plus 130 bet on the guy. He's minus 105 now. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just hot on it. I'm just super hot on it. And that card, I'm scrolling through it right now. That is a. Like, I mean, even the fights that are at the beginning of the, the card are like banger fights. Like, they're fights that are going to be super fun to watch. We open with Matthew Semmelsberger versus Uros Medic. If you guys know who both those guys are, you know they're going to throw down. So we'll be back for that card after this. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This was fun. 
we we like doing this and you know we've been making money we've been on a little bit of a hot streak here so. oh yeah oh yeah and the, a lot of the the bigger bets are actually the dogs the dogs and uh, a couple sprinkle parlays so exactly we'll be, we nailed. we'll be back last week Brent oh, yeah. silva it's been it's been good so yeah thank you guys for watching right. thanks